Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shasai Podcast, conversations between scholars from around the world who study childhood, youth, and related institutions historically. As an official production of the Society for the History of Children and Youth, you can subscribe to these shows through iTunes or Google Play. Written and visual materials associated with each episode are available at our website, shcy.org. Enjoy. Hi, uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, this is Ashwini Tambe. I'm a professor of history and director of women's, gender and sexuality studies at George Washington University. I'm here to talk about my book, Defining Girlhood in India, a transnational history of sexual maturity laws published in 2019 by University of Illinois Press. And I'm delighted that my South Asian studies colleague, Dr. Aparna Devre, who's the author of History and the Making of a Modern Hindu Self, published in 2011 by Rutledge, is here to join me. Hi, Ashwini. Tell us about the intellectual journey or inspiration that led you to write this book. Thank you, Aparna, Mm -hmm. for the question. Um, The seeds of this Mm -hmm. book were actually sown in my research for my previous book, Codes of Misconduct, which looked at the history of prostitution laws in colonial Bombay. And at the time, I was intrigued by inconsistencies in the way age standards for sexual consent were defined for girls. There was a clear difference between the appropriate age for sexual activity, um, depending on whether we were discussing commercial sex or marriage or kidnapping and abduction. And so legislators seemed to see differences that I didn't. And so that made me wonder, how did they conceptualize the age boundaries of girlhood? And when did they imagine girlhood ended? So this is a book about legal debates, but it is also a book about the cultural influences that shaped people's understandings in the context of those debates. So I read psychological and medical textbooks, women's magazines, state and NGO reports uh, in order to demonstrate how discourses about girlhood shifted primarily across the 20th century. Okay, what is the structure of the book? Yeah, the book explores various historical moments. The first section uh, describes expert discourses about human puberty and how they shifted in the early 20th century. I look at how the relationship between psychological and physiological maturation was elaborated um, in the early 20th century and how the idea of adolescence as a life stage between adulthood and childhood emerged and traveled between Euro-American and Indian contexts. The second section of the book explores legal debates and specific moments um, in the raising of the age of marriage and sexual consent, and with specific interest um, uh, in in the late 1920s and also the early 1970s when the age of marriage was raised. Um, The third section of the book explores efforts in the 21st century to tighten marriage age enforcement and the goal of investing in girls. Tell us something about the contribution it makes. Um, Well, uh, girlhood and childhood more generally as a topic um, have both drawn less attention in South Asian history than 
the history of many other parts of the world, uh, scholars seem to be more comfortable focusing on problems affecting children uh, rather than historicizing age boundaries of the child, and perhaps because of a fear of undermining the historical consensus to protect children. Um, so my focus is on the historical formation of the age boundaries defining girlhood, while also remaining attentive to um, the implications. I also approach girlhood in India as a transnational formation, or at least from a transnational feminist orientation. I describe how transnational currents shaped age boundaries and uh, make the argument that changes in India were part of circulating understandings of girlhood. So the book tacks back and forth between intergovernmental arenas and India. And this is somewhat different from a lot of the scholarship in girlhood studies, which has focused primarily on subcultures. So the, the methods are often um, uh, focused on oral histories or reading personal journals. And this book is a different kind of intervention because it's not about the experience of girlhood per se, but um, an effort to explain legal shifts in how girlhood itself was conceptualized. The third contribution it makes uh, is specific to uh, the field of women's and gender studies. Um, I have observed that the boundary between girls and women has often been porous, both in scholarship as well as activism. And you've often seen women um, claiming to speak on behalf of girls. And my book offers a caution against collapsing the two noting the consequences it can have. Um, in particular, I argue that because the figure of the girl so frequently signifies vulnerability, um, this emotive potential actually makes it a potent vehicle for serving various agendas. And the book explores all the peripheral interests that have been served by this ostensible focus on girls. What challenges did you encounter what do you think remains unknown or what future research in this area is needed? Yeah, um, I kept thinking when I was working on this book that these were such big questions. Um, and most importantly, the category of India is something that I have to be very, very um, uh, careful about using because given the enormous social, economic and linguistic diversity in this entity we call India, I have to make clear that this is not a book that claims to speak about the experience of girlhood for all Indian girls. Um, and so it's a much more modest um, uh, claim that I make that I'm looking at what forms of difference Indian girlhood represents in conversations about age standards, both at the intergovernmental level as well as you know the national level. Um, also, um, the, the, the big uh, challenge for me was resisting the urge to try and speak for girls or explore girls' voices. Um, and I think many people who've read my book have felt that that is an interesting um, absence. Uh, I do try to make clear that this is not the focus of the book. I'm not trying to explain how girlhood was experienced, but rather I look at the category uh, the legal category of the girl and how those age boundaries were defined. However, I think it's a great question worth exploring and a great arena for future research. Uh, questions such as, you know, how people have experienced uh, shifts in the appropriate age for sexual activity. You know, perhaps we could do oral histories of older women who can describe the changes they've witnessed in their own lifetimes. 
um, you know, given the, ri the stark rise in the age of marriage across the 20th century from 12 at the beginning of the 20th century to 18 at the end of the 20th century, and to explore the consequences of these shifts on um, the life chances um, of people. Okay, thank you. This was very enjoyable. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shusai Podcasts. You can find more materials and features from the Society for the History of Children and Youth online. SHCY.org.